together. I applaud you on the great work that you guys are doing. You know, uh, no one doesn't understand when you, he says the six-year anniversary. But what they don't get is what did it take, what did it take to get to the six-year? Or what did it take to get to the first year? You know, so he's rooted and grounded. You know, so many times we want to assume that the beginning is when we announce it, but not so. Amen. Uh, I want to say it to uh, John that you, you're like my brother to me, you know, uh, and I really appreciate that. You know, you're the closest thing to me as a brother that's out here. And I just and I appreciate that. We've been you, you always had my back. You know, you and your wife has been like been really strengthening prayer warriors in our lives through the journey that we, my wife had been on. And I just want to say thank you. Amen. I'm not going to be before you long. Uh, something happened to me when I came here this morning. The Lord changed my message a little bit. Then I got scared. <laughs> I leaned over to my wife, pray for me, baby. <laughs> because there's, it ain't about me. You know, it's, it's not, it's, you know, it ain't about you. <laughs> you know, and I, I just want to, just want to stop by here for a minute and just say some things to you that maybe are along the way with the theme that he has is walking in wisdom that if I can maybe can utilize what I have to say to you to, to maybe put things in perspective or, you know, put it on the dotted line or maybe bring a little clarity or maybe uh, just encourage you a little bit. You know, you know, the word of God, some feed, some nurture, some water, some stir up. I just want to just bring something to you that maybe will help you along the way. Amen. Maybe connect the dots in your life. And I, like I say, I, I, I was here this morning and we went through the, the sitting period where I applaud him for. Look, let me share something with you all. That's a beautiful thing to come in and sit before the Lord. You don't know what I went through to get here through these doors. I could have a confused mind, or any one of us, but to just to come in and just sit and get it together. That's a beautiful thing. Amen. So turn with me to the, the, to the book of Ephesians. And just walk with me with this. Be patient with me. Like I said, there are some things that, like I said, I've been, I've been, I'm go with the Lord. Amen. When you get there, say amen. That Ephesians, the fifth chapter. I'm going to start with the uh, 13th verse, and I'm going to read down to the, I think, the 21st verse. Amen. He says, but all things become visible, visible when they are exposed by the light for everything that 
that comes visible is light. And I'm reading, not from the King James Version, I'm reading for the New American Edition Bible, the Concordance. And the reason I, I decided to go this route is it brings it a little bit more clarity of what we're trying to say. I have four different Bibles I thought I, I would bring in just to show y'all. I've been, I've been tripping. <laughs> and all the notes that I have, but I just want to share with you, I'm just trying to bring it a little bit more clear. Is that okay? Okay. The 14th verse says, For this reason it says, Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise. The theme, walk in wisdom. Wow. Make it the most of your time because the days are evil. Redeeming the time. I'll start right there for just to say one thing. You know, it's amazing that a lot of people sit back and saying that they don't know what to do. They wake up and say, I don't know what to do with this day. They, they wake up not understanding that, hey, all you got to do is just say hallelujah. Help me, Lord. And watch what happens. But let me go on. And I'm going to start back to the 15 verse. It says, therefore, be, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise. Make it the most of your time, because the days are evil. So then, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not... Well, I got to stop there. Forgive me. I got to stop again. Because we get it mixed up. Everybody want to go out and try to find out what their purpose is in God. They want to go around and find books and want to read and say, well, what God has for me to do. It's all in his word. It's all in his word. We're all destined. They say, we're all destined to be somebody. No, you are somebody. You are born, you are, you're, 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 the word is, you're, you're, you're a blessing to everybody. You are here to bless the pastor. You're a blessing. That's how simple this thing is. You don't have to wait till tomorrow to be a blessing. You are a blessing right now. God uses you every day, every moment. Understand this. By the appointed time, you're being used of the Lord. Let me go, well, I, I'm gonna, let me go ahead. Let me, please, 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 please. I'm getting ahead of myself. Y'all bear with me now. Let's go back to, this, let's go back to uh, the 17th. Yeah. So then, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get, get drunk with wine, for that is disputation. But, the fear, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melodies with your heart to the Lord. Hallelujah. Always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise your Lord. To God, even our Father, and be subject 
to one another in the fear of the Lord. Let me pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, as we come before you, I humble myself before you. And I'm in an agreement with the words and the prayers that went forth in my behalf. And I humble myself before thee. Use me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And I thank you all again for the prayers that went forth because brother really needed it. Y'all just don't know the trouble that I've seen. <laughs> well, let me share something with you. You know, um, it just don't begin there. One of the things that we don't realize and I want to share with you is, and I want to use the scriptures to back up because the way I look at it and the way he's looking at it says, hey, this is, again, walk in the wisdom, redeeming the time. I would say walk in the spirit. You won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. For walking in the spirit, there's, and the fruits of the spirit is love, joy, peace. Are y'all with me? So if you're walking in love, how can you hate your brother? If you're walking in peace, how can you sit where there's confusion? Are y'all with me? So you got to be able to understand and dissect where we're coming from. So I'm coming the same way, but just bear with me. Amen? So turn your page over, okay, to the, the uh, fifth chapter of Ephesians at the eighth verse. And then I, then I want you to flip your, tongue, your, 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 your finger over to the fourth chapter, the 17th verse. And I'm going to do a little reading here. He says, for you were formerly dark, darkness. This is five, Ephesians 5, 8. For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Amen. Verse, uh, chapter, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 through 22. He said, this I say, therefore, and affirm together with the Lord, that you walk no longer just as Gentiles also walk in the fertilities of their mind, being darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the hardness of their heart. And they, having become callous, have given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greedness. But you did not learn... Christ in this way. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him just as truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, you laid aside the old self, which is being corrupt in accordance with the lust of the deed, the lust of deceit. All right, let me step back. We were all born in darkness. Yes. Now, just because you know the word doesn't mean that you understand the word. Just because something is honorable doesn't make it right. So, we were all born in darkness. Let me, let me break it down to you just a little bit. When you were born, all of us, from when we came into this world and we were born and as we, we, we were born in darkness, so when you begin to learn, mama taught you A for apple, B for boy, C for cat, D for dog. 
Are y'all with me? So they, they're teaching you the world's way, but not God's way. So why not mama when she raised you or when the school taught you, they said A is for the almighty God. B is because he loves you. C, because he cares for you. D, why? He's not a dog, but he's a deliverer. E is the everlasting God. F, he's faithful. He's not fun. He's faithful. Are y'all with me? You know, G is not for girl. G is that he's good. He's great. He's glorious. He's God. Aging for happiness, he's holy. Are y'all with me now? It's how we've been taught. See, if I ask all of you in here, if I ask you, say, hey, how many, how many years you've been saved? Or come to know the Lord, you said, some of you may say five years, some may say 10 years, some say 15 years. Then I should say, how old are you? Okay, let me back. I, I'll talk about it all. Okay. I've been saved five years, but I'm 60. So I don't have a five years in the Lord. I'm, st- I'm, I'm desiring the sincere milk of the word. I'm still a baby. But I got a lot of worldly stuff still in me. The flesh and the spirit are always war with one another. Are y'all with me? So you be wondering, well, why can't I do something? Well, you got to digress yourself from a lot of things. You got to be delivered from a lot of things. Once you become saved, you are delivered. But here's the situation. A lot of things that you are not, you're delivered from, a lot of habits that you have, you may not be aware of it. Prime example. When I got saved, I loved the Lord. I'm so fired up and saved and everything. And I kept looking at this lady and I kept, she kept buzzing her blouse up. I said, what are you buzzing your, buzzing your blouse up for? She said, that's where your eyes are at. I said, oh, good God. Lord, anoint my eyes. I want to see what I need to see. I, that old man came into the new man with me. I'm walking two people now. I'm still carrying bad habits. Are y'all with me? Once you'll be exposed to the things and the ways that, you know, the habits that you are, that's the time to ask for forgiveness. You don't just continue to walk on it. Hey, God brings it to your fruition or the habit or the ways that you are change. Because you're a new person. Are y'all with me? Amen. That's the key. See, you, don't, you, don't, you wonder why you, you're confused. You wonder why things are happening to you. It's what you're thinking. What are you telling yourself when you're by yourself? You don't trust nobody else, but you trust yourself. So whatever you're telling yourself, you receive it as being 100% true. <laughs> but it could be a lie. Are y'all with me? See, in order for you to redeem the time, I'm trying to share with you. There's, you can't just go out there. It's something that you got to release in order to go forward. You cannot redeem the time. You cannot walk in wisdom redeeming the time until you understand all this garbage that you got. You can't be a bad witness. You can't go out and tell someone, hey, you can't, you, you know, I, I want to pray with you, you know, but here you are sinning. You're a bad witness. That's why when we pray, the first thing you say, Lord, forgive me. Because you want to be a good witness. 
See, redeeming the time is, you know, is how God uses you to be a blessing in other people's lives. Redeeming the time is being able to go out and witness to tell somebody about Jesus. Redeeming the time is going to visit the sick. The redeeming the time is going to knock on your, day, your, your neighbor's door and say, hello, how you doing today? Can I help you in any kind of way? You okay? Just want to check up on you. See, one thing about the Christian life, when you're walking in the spirit, what we're forgetting is we operate off discernment, not the natural eye. So when you become a Christian and you become a believer in Christ, you are operating off discernment. It's not what you see. Because the word of God said we walk by faith and not by sight. So everything that we do, we trust in God. So God is talking to us. We go. We just move. We discern. Okay, prime example. Which is better? A person come up to you. Here you are. You're sitting here in church. Okay? You're sitting in church, and you need $460. I'm put that. I said $300. $300 a to turn your light, to keep your light bill on. Which is better, for you to go and ask somebody or someone to come and sit beside you and say, the Lord told me to give you this? Which, which way makes you feel better? That's the way the God is. He satisfies your need. It's not about you going out trying to ask. It's him coming to deliver. Are y'all with me? So we got we to get this thing together. It's all about discernment. It's all about operating in the spirit and trusting God. Well, God, you told me to do it, so I'm here. I'm doing it. I don't know why, but I'm here. So whatever you want me to do, I'm here. And that's how God operates. We are willing vessels. God uses us. People see, look, when you and I talk, and we never met each other. We sit down and we talk to each other. And when we leave from each other, it should be a sweet-smelling savior. Refreshment. Man, I was good, rewarded talking to that person. Oh, I felt good. Why? Because we're the light. Are y'all with me? We talk about redeeming the time and how you get there. You see, you got to learn how to walk in wisdom. Quick to hear, slow to speak. See, in other words... Just because a person don't believe the way you believe, don't try to set them straight. Listen to them. Pray for them. Go about your business. Don't, don't try to set them. Look, I, I came up when, when uh, they were preaching fire and brimstone. You got to get saved. You're going to hell. I mean, hey, hey they're scary. You know, I, you know, 20, 30 years ago, it's totally different than today. So when the people was preaching, they preached real hard at you. They scared you. They weren't preaching grace. See, I didn't understand what grace is. No, it had to be a reformation come through. It had to, what I mean is it had to be a new way of coming in to teach the word of God, to let everybody know that we are up on the grace. I didn't have to sit there and call on the name of Jesus. All I had to do was just confess and believe. Are y'all with me? Yeah. And it's by the spoken word. Yeah. So it's, that, has, that was a trans- transformation had to come. A new reformation had to come about to make this thing to be more easy for us to understand. Are y'all with me? I was, I, uh, I remember when I was, uh, after I got saved, I love my wife, man. We was, here's, here's the beautiful part about it. They, I was driving down the street one day and the Lord told me, said, that's your wife. Really? 
I was coming down Kellogg Hill. Y'all know what Kellogg Hill is? Coming down Kellogg Hill, and God said, that's your way. I said, wow, Lord. But wow, Lord, that, that's my way. And he opened up. When I was coming down here, heaven opened up. What I mean by that, I saw in the revelation and the vision, me, she and I standing all at the altar together. I saw myself rising up out of my finances. I was like, wow. I saw the pastor who married us. He showed me all this. When I met with her and said, hey, look, I got something to tell you. You know, come on. I took it to Denny's. We sat down. And I'm nervous. I'm drinking. I drank about 13 cups of coffee. And I said, hey, I said, uh, I said you know, uh, God, God, God told me you were my wife. And I said, but this, I wrote it down. I said, this is how, how we're going to make this. This is how we're going to make it. And she said, yeah. I said, but look, you don't understand. He told me this. I said, oh, did you say yeah? <laughs> said, Whoa, okay. Right after we got married, government, this Uncle Sam came in and garnished my wages. When he garnished my wages, we making $50, I'm making $50 a week, and I'm driving from L.A., I'm driving from Ontario L.A. Every, every day. But, he, you know, he was just an awesome God. And I had paid down on a new apartment, and they garnished my wages. I had to go tell the man, I said, hey, sir, I said, look here, um, we don't have the money, my wages. I said, uh, my money's tight. You keep the down deposit down deposit, because I, I can't afford to stay here. And the wife said, give it to him. They gave us the apartment. So I went to the furniture store. Y'all remember this? Uh, back in the day, they had uh, um, furniture, six pieces, you know, six and nine section pieces and all that. And they had the, the, the little light, the little lamp over the top, right? So I went into the furniture store. It was like 900 some dollars. And that's what she liked. And I went, how much it is? He said, nine. I said, okay, cool. I'll be back. I'd be back to get it, right? And I said, oh, man, how am I going to put a down payment down? They don't garnish my wages. Oh, Lord. So the next week, I, I was banded up. I went down to the furniture store, had $25, $50 in my pocket, and put $25 on the $900 worth of furniture. And the owner laughed at me. <laughs> he took the money and put it in his pocket. Okay, so I'm giving her to leave, and the guys are coming in. This is in Pomona. We're at, right in Pomona. Right at, on, uh, they had it on, what is it? Hope and uh, Indian Hill. They had a big parking lot sale. And I was there, I said, uh, and the guy's coming in, they want to quit on him. And I said, why they quit? He said, man, I said, they've been working all day. They had a big parking lot sale. They couldn't get the funding in. I said, I'll help you. He said, really? I said, yeah. I get my brother-in-law. We'll come back and help. So I drove all the way. I drove home from Pomona to Ontario. And I asked my wife, I said, Virginia, how did we get in touch with your brother, Danny? I didn't know how to get in touch with the guy. Looked downstairs. Danny drove up to the house. I said, Danny, you want to make some money? He said, sure. We went down. We, we went out. We started moving the furniture in. And the clouds started coming. The rain, I look, and me and Danny, I went outside, I said, Lord, hold the rain. Let us get this man in front of you in, in the name of Jesus. Me and my brother, we worked hard. When he pushed the last furniture through the door, 
it started raining cats and dogs. Talking about what God can do. The owner said, hey, I tell you what, my wife can go get, get you size something to get you and your brother something to eat. And then when I, I pay you guys. So I walked over to the owner. I said, hey, look, my brother, my brother don't have a job. I said, give him my portion. Now, mind you, minimum wage at that time was like $5.68 an hour. So what he does, he goes in his pocket and he pulls out $300. You know how much money $300 was back in 1980? A lot of money. He turned, look, I'm dark-skinned. I'm about to turn blue-black. <laughs> it hurt because he said, your brother-in-law told me to give you his portion. And I'm like, hey, got $25 in my pocket. He done gave my brother-in-law. All this going through my mind, I was so... I was shaking up. I was like, ooh. I was so outdone. And I, you know, I was trying to keep my composure, keep my cool. But I, I hope that he didn't see my color of my skin. You know what I'm saying? Because I was, I was shocked. But what he did was he turned to me and he says, Monday, you have all your furniture in your house. Free. Good God. Y'all, y'all with me? I'm talking about what God can do. All we are are just vessels. Be willing of the master's use. Are y'all with me? Hey, redeeming the time. Somebody got to know Jesus. That man may not know that I prayed that that rain will stop, but he knows that I, dealt, I was there to help him and got everything in before it rained to keep all his inventory. So what's the little furniture to him, you know, $900 to him when he could have lost 10000 Are y'all with me? How good God is. Redeeming the time. When a person see you, they should see Jesus. When they see me, they should see Jesus. Redeeming the time. Walking in wisdom. We are the light of the world. Walk it like it. When people, look, all right, it's real. When, when you sit down, y'all know this. When y'all sit down, y'all know that, that person, something, something wrong with that person. Y'all can feel it. You women that got this, what they call it, a women intuition. Y'all know we're scandals, ain't no good. But the way, let's share something with you now. The way you had the intuition is the same way uh, this, uh, we have uh, discernment. We sense the same thing. You guys just see it quicker than we do. You get, you know, so that's, it works on the same level, just spiritual. So I'm just sharing that with you, you know. So we as Christians have to be discerning. There's no way, no one, you should never let someone come to you and ask you for help. You should already know that. You should never be in the presence of somebody when they're hungry. You should already know it. Hallelujah. I'm serious. We are our brother's keeper. That's what it's all about. See, redeeming the time, walking in wisdom. We have to walk in the spirit. See, well, you know what? It's a beautiful thing. It says walk in the spirit. We not, you and I fulfill the lust of the flesh. Because the lust of the flesh are a lot of things. So I want to name one just to give you an example. Let's look at jealousy or hatred. And let's look at when you, if you hate somebody or look what tags along with that. Hatred has a, a, a personality I call a persona. So if a person operates in hatred, he operates in a certain way. That's one personality. But what tag along with hatred? Jealousy. That's another one. Anger. That's another one. 
Are y'all with me? Are you with me? Deceitfulness. If a person hates you, they're going to be deceptive. They're going to lie. All these things tagging on to one word. That's all those personalities. You're dealing with all those demons. Okay, why did I say that? I said that because when we are taught, and we, when we first come into this world, we come into darkness. We come into a world of confusion. Because we come into all these sexuality, we've been exposed to all these type of demons that have all these different type of personalities. Are y'all with me? Yes. And we, look, okay, he's even like, how can you have greed? We're taught greed. We're taught how to be successful. So being successful has a lot of greed connected to it. It's the world way. We are taught all this worldly stuff, but not taught God's way. I'm just sharing with you. We'll take the world way and bring it to God's church. Oh, good God Almighty. And try to figure out why it's not working. Oh, good God Almighty. <laughs> why this thing ain't working? It ain't the way God ordained it. We got these bitter, well, I got my master's degree. I'm a doctor of education. I do this and that, that, that. And you want to bring it into the holy way of the satrimony and trying to operate it. That ain't the way. And you be wondering, why, you know, why this ain't working? You can put all the numbers together. Yeah, it'll work for a minute because, hey, God reigns on the just the way that's the unjust. It's going to go for a while, but it's going to fall heavy. Are y'all with me? I was, when I, I was in Florida, when I had my first church, I learned something. And uh, I remember I was uh, in church one night, and no one liked going to night church. This is back in the day, you night church. And what happened, I said, okay, baby, I'll just go to night church, and I'll just go by myself and we'll see what happened. And I went there, did nobody show up? No worries. I preached to the pews. So I opened up the word. And man, I got to talking. Wow, going across the pool pit. Wow, just having a good time. Just, and wow. And when I finish, I'm so fired up. I reached on there, got the anointing over. <clears throat> Roll that thing off. I'm just saying, oh, happy. Lay that off. Oh, yes, Lord, thank you. Hit myself. Doom. <laughs> Knocked myself out. Got up. Staggered over to the door, turned the lights out, went outside. It was two men standing outside, said, good preaching. Preacher, we enjoyed it, a witness. So that I don't give up. So I don't give up. You're not alone. Don't never think that you're alone. Don't never think that you're out here doing all this work by yourself. He got a lot of them out there doing the same thing. You just got to stay on track to see that, you know, who's with you. These, this, is what I'm talk, this is what he's talking about, redeeming the time. He's talking about, hey, walking in wisdom. You know, and that's what it's all about. You know, you got to, you know, I, uh, even my short ministry when I first went into, I don't sing. I can't hold a note. Went to the convalescent home, and I'm sitting there, one minister of the word of God. The lady said to me, well, what do you do? You, you, you're a musician? You play the piano? I said, no. Can you sing? 
No. Well, what can you do? I said, I can read the word of God. She said, oh, really? A little lady left. I was, and I'm like, wow, well, I should get him out of here, you know? Because I'm already nervous. You know, it was in me to go. It was my desire to go. Redeeming the time. I wanted to witness. That little old lady went back there and came back up. They said, come here, baby. Grabbed me by the hand and took me to the, to the uh, cafeteria area and had all the people in the red food and preached the word, good God Almighty. <laughs> you just got to be willing. Yes, yes. Use what you got. Hey, that's because I showcase say. That's what it's all about, redeeming the time. Am I my brother's keeper? That's what it's all about. You know, and look, I, my, my wife and I share something with you. I learned something through this that uh, I didn't know how to be a husband. And my wife, when she was sick and everything, going through a whole lot of things, what God did, not only did he put these, these couples in my life, uh, to keep me strong. But what he did was, he put me in the presence of people, men who were, uh, I was in the, working at Kaiser, and here's a man, he's dead, he kind of doffed on him, and he's saying, hey, I got to get out of here because I got to go and take care of my wife. She's an invalid. Who's going to take care of her? And the doctor said, we got to take care of you. He said, no, I got to get to my wife. That was a strength to me. Then I meet another guy, and he had, he's oper- they said you operate on 20% of your heart. And he said, no. They said, we got to put you in the, we got to take care of you, man. We got to operate it. He said, no. He said, look. He says, I'll be back tomorrow. He said, but my wife, she's a dialysis. She needed today. Who would take care of my wife? Are y'all with me? See, those men caused me to stand tall. They were there for me. Here I am. Yeah, man. No, 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 no. This, this, you, you will always grow in God. You will always learn in God. Redeeming the time is the everlasting thing. It ain't just for today. As long as you live. He's your helper in the time of need. He was my help. He was my strength. He has shown me that he's a triumphant God. He's been my savior. He's been my redeemer. He redeems the time. Anything that you lose in his words, he he would make the devourer pay back it. Hey, with interest, you got to hold on. You can't faint. Are y'all with me? See, you got to know that no weapons formed against you shall prosper. See, you got to look in the mirror. See, it ain't about, I'm closing up, but let me share something with you. It ain't about, you know, I was sharing with the brother today how, like I said, you guys come in and you sit down, you meditate, or not better, I could use that word because it's scripture, but you guys get your minds and spirit right to hear the word. Now, the way we're taught is that when we get up in the morning, and we crawl out of the bed, and we fall on our knees. 
Why can't, why can't we just get up and go in and refresh ourselves, take a little, rinse the shower, take the shower off, or take the water, rinse off a little bit, take a shower, however you want to do it, brush your teeth, go down, and then just take Ephesians 6 chapter and look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, I'm a, I'm a soldier known with the Lord. <laughs> look at yourself and tell yourself there, I am armed. Are y'all with me? I am prepared for battle. I'm just paraphrasing. You, are y'all with me? Yeah. Why can't you just look at yourself and, and, look at, and speak those words over you on how powerful you are? Right. How your feet shone with the preparation of the gospel. Are y'all with me? Yeah. Then talk to you. Then you say, Lord, now I'm standing. And when I stand, this is how I am because when I step out, I'm going to walk in the spirit. Are y'all with me? I'm going to walk in love. I'm going to walk in peace. Prepare yourself for every Because, look, every day is a new day. You have to prepare yourself every day. You can't count on yesterday of being holy. <laughs> You can't count on yesterday being holy. It's right now. You know, what have you done for me lately? It's right now. Okay? So I'm just sharing that with you, you know, and I don't want to tie up too much of your time, but I just want to share this with you. This, this, this script, the brother, would, look, I want to come another way, but God wouldn't allow me to come that way. But I pray to God that, hey, that you have been edified today as a church but most of all that God has been glorified because it is by his word. You see, it is by his word. It's who he is. And, and the beautiful thing about it is know who you are in Christ. You know, don't, don't bake on people. You know, bake on your own prayers. Hello. Bake on your own prayers. Mothers, Fathers, pray over your home. Pray over your kids. Don't call the pastor in. You can. I'm just sharing with you. You're the Lord of your house. Last closing. We bought our house about, well, we bought our house years back, and I had the preacher come over to pray for my house. You know, I said, wow, you know. So he go, I go, I walk in the back. Ain't nobody was saying he and his wife. Well, how can they afford this? Yeah. They said, how can they afford this? I look right at them. You know, I said, God is good, ain't he? <laughs> I didn't bust their butt. I said, God is good. But that was the wrong person to pray over my house. Are y'all with me? I should have prayed myself. <laughs> at least I would have believed it. At least I would, when I prayed, it would have been joy for prayer. Are y'all with me? At least when they pray, I could have ran around it 40 times saying, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I, I learned that, though. I learned that. When people come and say, hey, we want you to pray. I said, no, no, you pray for your own house. You know, I don't have me in there. I don't want to. I, I, I educate. I said, Look, don't do that. Pray for your house. You know, you be Abraham. You know, yeah, y'all yeah, with me. I'm just sharing with you things that I have learned through ministry. I have learned these things. You know, and I, when I learn it, I just share it. But I just, I just throw that little nibbit out there, you know, you know, a little cookie, you know. But the word of God said we don't we need to pray for people like that. But it's okay. But things do happen. But don't let it rock you. 
And I encourage you as a, look, and you all that's here to support the pastor, let me share something with you. I've been in ministry for 40 years. There was a church we was in called Mission Hallelujah. And he, the pastor was upset because people wouldn't stay. I said, look, God laid in my heart and said, hey, look, they're not here to stay. He sent them in for them to be taught so that they could go out and minister. And I told him that 30 years ago. He passed away, but his wife kept the ministry. When the wife went home to the Lord, and we went to the homecoming, and I was sitting in the church in the back, and I looked, the Lord said, look up. And I looked up. The choir stand where 50 choir members with 50 preachers. He said, those are the people that, that I've spoken of that he sent out through the world. You be encouraged. You members be encouraged. So they come in, let them do what they got to do. They want to leave, let them leave. Some will come, some will stay. He's in it. He's in it for a lifetime. Are y'all with me? So don't get upset because they come and go. Are y'all with me? Love them anyway. Keep going. I, I don't know nothing about what's happening here. I'm just sharing with you to encourage you. When I was in Memphis, I saw, Lord, I, did, I was an insurance agent, I mean, sales manager, insurance company. I had to pay my tithes to one of my agents who was a pastor. Finally, he was a pastor. I paid my tithes. You knew in the city. He invited me to his church. 20 members. Seven faithful. But guess what? They built a 10,000 square foot church. Yes, all the tithes and offers. God does that. He multiplies. We're looking at, the, you're looking at like two times two, three times three. God looking at 10 to the third power. <laughs> 10 to the fifth power. We're like, what, what, what's that? <laughs> you know? So that's, that's what, you know, so don't get, this, don't get discouraged. And, and I'm just sharing with you. I know you. I know you, bro. I'm just sharing with the members. You know, just do your part. Be, just be faithful. Come in, do what you do, love, hey, enjoy this ministry, and just watch God multiply. Now I'm going to share one more thing, I'm going to let you go. I got to say this. All you that are here, by your faithfulness, you're blessed and being prosperous. Through your faithfulness. He haven't told you but he's sharing you one thing the way Paul said. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. That's all he's saying to you. He's been saying this a long time ago, a new commandment. We was preaching that. We was preaching the same sermon about love in the, in the, in the halfway house to prisoners. And we were so cold now, like, when we leave, the, the person that was in charge, we had got wing of the dead. We had got wing of the fact that when we left, that the person over the house was talking against certain things that we were teaching. But before he left, he passed on. But before he left, he had to come back and tell us, I got the message. It's a new covenant. God is love. He says, I got it. That's all he would say every time he saw us, huh? He says, I got it. He says, I got it. That's all he would talk about. He got it. Well, praise the Lord. Ooh. Hey, brother, invite me back again. I don't mean to, I don't mean to talk too much, but you know, when John and I get